Hi, I'm Tom Savini. You might know me as Sex Machine from Dusk Till Dawn. And you're listening, and I don't know why, to the horror returns. Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All right, welcome back, everyone, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, my co-host, The Nez, Philip, and Brian. What's up, guys? What's up? And tonight, from the land down under, I, I was going to say these are our two favorite Australians, but we don't want to isolate Tim. We would never want to do that. So uh, we've got Super Marcy and, of course, the terrible Australian bead. So, uh, what's up with you guys these days? Hey, hey! Hey, how's it going? And besides uh, the all the Batman commentaries and 2B Tuesdays, or is it Booby Tuesdays? What are you guys doing? Boobies. Well, only, really. Boobies. Well, there have been a few boobies on um, the 2B Tuesdays podcast, um, especially the Doctor Alien episode, which had was abundant of them. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there will probably be more in the future, for sure. All right, well... Uh, whichever listeners we have that don't know about your show, which are going to be few and far between, um, what all do you guys do? Because you got like seven or eight shows going on over there. <laughs> we don't really know what we do. Um, we just wing it. Um, <laughs> but no, we I we that. run supermarcy.com, which uh, we've branded the Super Network, and we have the original The Super Podcast, which we do – um fan voted commentaries every month um so fan voted in the super network facebook group and we also do the king zone podcast which is the adaptations of stephen king and speed you can yeah continue yeah and then we've got uh podcasters of horror which is a podcast um retrospective on the tv show masters of horror but after when we finish that one we could actually branch out to other anthology horror tv shows as well and discuss those and then nice. of course probably our, and then of course probably our most popular show at the moment is uh the to be tuesdays podcast where marcy and i along with our good friend uh, batch we go on Tubi, find a movie <laughs> and then we do an audio commentary for it and most of the time like most recently um Sniper Special Ops starring Steven Seagal is a movie that yes. <laughs> the three of us had never seen before before we sat down and watched it over Tubi, and it made quite an interesting commentary, that one. Yeah, I can imagine. So uh, I'm looking right here, here in the States, at least on iTunes, I've got it under Podcast The Super Network. So it looks like if I subscribe to that, I get all the shows. Oh, yeah. And um, we've also got now just today are separate feeds for the other individual shows as well on itunes and spotify Spotify. so if anyone's listening 
to podcasts on either format. You can just either listen to all the shows at once from the Super Network or all them individually. Yeah, if you just want to listen to The King Zone, you can just subscribe to that one now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And hopefully it'll be on Google Podcasts. We will see. Yeah, it's all a brave new world, right? Indeed. It is. Run and people Google. should uh, listen to the King's Own ones because a couple of hosts from this very show guest starred on two episodes, just saying. Oh, maybe maybe another one on the way. Yeah, indeed. There may be another one on the way very soon. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think you guys know how we start out the show. Um, Marcy, I think that uh, you've probably got something really cool to talk about. So you want to go first on Cool of the Week? Do I? <laughs> I'm just speaking. We're going to find out. <laughs> All right. Well, I had like maybe three things, um, but I'll save one for a bit later. Uh, my first call of the week is the fact that uh, I stayed up till about 4.30 in the morning um, watching Joe Biden's inauguration. And oh, never, call of the week. Okay. I've never... <laughs> ever watched an inauguration maybe just the highlights okay but um the fiance had had it on and it was i don't know like two in the morning and i just which decided we'll stay up and watch the whole thing so i'm still recovering from staying up till 4 30 a.m um <laughs> how, so that's how one how rude must have been a party not how rude of us not to change the time. So I know it should have been Australian time. Absolutely, <laughs> you guys are uh, twelve hours or fourteen hours ahead of us anyway. I think. Yeah, we're in the future. So, um, my second call of the week was um, I actually really, really loved the two episodes of Wandavision, and ah, I cannot wait for tonight to get episode three, for from when we're recording and. My last call of the week is we went to the um, Melbourne, where we live, Melbourne premiere of a movie called Penguin Bloom, which I believe is going to be on Netflix in the US. Yeah, I think uh, the 27th of January. Yeah, should be yeah oh. end of the month. But um, here it's obviously a cinematic release, theatrical release, because it is an Australian movie and it was produced by my sister and brother-in-law that they worked very hard on. Nice. Oh, cool. All right, and, and it's called um, Penguin Bloom. Penguin Bloom, which it sounds like a weird name, but there mm-hmm. is a magpie called Penguin, and the family's last name is Bloom, so therefore the penguin, the penguin, the magpie is called Penguin Bloom. Um, and it is based okay. on a true story of a uh, woman who gets paralyzed on a vacation in Thailand. And her oh, recovery, what? her recovery happens um, when the family end up finding a baby magpie, and the magpie integrates itself into the family. So there you go, starring Naomi Watts, uh, Andrew Lincoln, and Jackie Weaver. But yep. but not not Orlando Bloom. He's not in it. No. Dumb he, question. He been, but what the fuck what is the... a magpie? A magpie. <laughs> is... Okay. 
the magpie, it's like a black and white bird in Australia, but it is without a doubt at least a certain time oh, of the year. I knew three that. Months time, three months of the year, it is the most evil animal in Australia because when it's um, they're mating and having babies and that, like they stay in the tree, but if you walk past under their nest, they'll swoop at you. And they will keep swooping at you. And they're very territorial animals, and they actually yeah. do remember who you are. So the next time they see you again, they'll swoop again. They they have a good memory. They are actually, like, they're everywhere here. So you'll see magpies and crows, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. But the magpie, because it is territorial, and when it is, like, mating season and they have the babies in the nest, they are fucking cunts. <laughs> not got some walk. wild fucking animals man yeah like it's just a fucking bird and th- this is why we're sort of very hesitant with this movie because i'm like magpies are evil but the magpie in this movie is delightful Indeed. but um <laughs> you know i have experience with the magpie i was walking to work um from the city one day and on my walk i just i saw this black thing like flying and then I felt this big crack on my head and then I saw the bird <laughs> flying off and I'm like, fuck. And yeah, I ended up, you know, 30 minutes later, I got to my work. I had blood down my face, Jesus a Christ. big knot on my head <laughs> and uh, I continued and finished my work shift. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. some pretty funny videos online if you want to see uh, magpies attacking people and I got attacked by a magpie once too and... It's definitely not fun, that's for sure. Oh, it's not fun. <laughs> had a, a pelican bite me one time. Wow, that sounds painful. <laughs> not really. <laughs> they no. just sort of nip. I had jeans on. A nibble. On. <laughs> yeah. I was Ugh. like, what the fuck, man? Or is it a fish market? <laughs> Pelicans right. are evil. They, I saw yeah. them eat, one eat a duck once. That's just terrifying. Eat a duck? Eat yeah, dude, a... they eat birds. They're, Holy they're crazy. Shit. It was terrible. Don't fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bede, uh, is your cool of the week going to be the Mandalorian? Like every week, somebody's <laughs> picked that. No, my pick of the week is going to be the Last Jedi because it's the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> ah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but I could talk about that movie all day. But I'm not talking about that movie today. But um, <laughs> but uh, my cools of the week. Um, I went to the cinema the other day because cinemas are open here in Australia at the moment. Um, and I nice. thought I'd do a monster double feature. And I did watched um, both Shadow in the Cloud and Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. Nice. And Shadow in the Cloud, I really enjoyed. But it is, without a doubt, one of the most ridiculous movies I've seen so, in a little while. It's about because, a gremlin, right? Yeah, it's about a gremlin. But yeah. the way how it's handled, I sort of realized watching it, it's actually... Uh, a co-production with New Zealand. So if you know what New Zealand horror movies are like, they can be over the top mm-hmm. and funny and all that. And um, But this one's a lot of fun. It's pretty short. It's about 75, 80 minutes long, and it's pretty tightly paced. And um, Chloe Grace Moretz is great in it. And, of course, there are some pretty ridiculous things, like the last half in particular. <laughs> is so much craziness happens. <laughs> and it does feel like a tonal shift after, like, the first two halves, where it's just basically... Uh, Moretz is uh, in a gunner section of the plane for most of the film, and she and it's like in this one little location. And then once she's out of there, it just goes batshit insane. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And Monster Hunter's a lot of fun too. And uh, 
I mean, it is directed by Paul S.W. Anderson, so you know what to expect oh, no. going in. Oh, no. I, I actually do way. like the guy. I enjoy his films for what they are. Me too, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> um, and this is just fun, giant, you know, giant monster fun. Like, the characters are basically non-existent. <laughs> and, but it is fun kind of seeing um, Mila Jovovich and uh, Tony Jaa pairing up on screen and facing giant monsters and all that. So it delivers on that front. So it's, okay. it's silly fun. A bit anticlimactic because it definitely the ending feels like it's setting up for a sequel um, and you kind of just want more. But no, I thought it was a lot of fun. So without a doubt, those are definitely my two cools of the week for sure. Nice. Well, we're going to save Nez for last because he's going to go off into a, a tangent that we do every <laughs> week. So, uh, Brian? Uh, go through mine real quick. Um, checked out a couple movies we reviewed the trailers for. Uh, first one is Hunted on uh shutter oh yeah with the blue face right yeah um it, it was it's not horror it's more of a thriller you know essentially this woman gets abducted and she's trying to escape running through the woods and it gets a little artsy at the end which kind of i don't know it was like kind of a tone change for the movie and kind of i was kind of out of it by then but it, it's a decent movie it's nothing you haven't seen before and uh my second one is uh, you guys remember we did the trailer for butchers mm-hmm. yep uh i thought that was a fun one uh just redneck butchers in the backwoods uh abducting people and cutting them up pretty Gotta straightforward but uh, but i thought i thought that the two brothers that were the butchers i thought they played played the characters real well so that one's out. And this one, I didn't even hear about it until it was released, and I checked it out. Um, Don't Tell a Soul. Never heard of it. Uh, it's got the kid that uh, he was, uh, he played young Eddie in the first It movie. Okay. Um, him and his brother, uh, they go, they rob this house. Security guard sees them. They're running away. He's chasing them through the woods, and then he falls down this hole, and he's stuck in the hole. And uh, the security guards played by Rain Wilson, and then oh, okay. Basically, the 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 younger brother wants to help him, but the older brother's a sh- piece of shit, and he's like basically threatening him if he if he helps him. And uh, there's some twisty turnies on who the Rain Wilson is. Really, sounds pretty cool. Is that the cool? Is that the coolest so far? Then yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. And it was it was pretty quick. It was like 80 minutes. Kind of went real fast. That's what so. she said. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I wish I could go. Quick. Jesus, I Christ. wish I could go eighty minutes, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that streaming anywhere, Brian? Sure. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Don't tell a soul, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah, well, uh, I'll go. Um, I finally caught up on some stuff. Uh. One division we'll start with. I'm not sure what to think about this yet. Like I can understand that. Yeah, like if they keep up with this shtick the whole time, it's gonna get old. But well, quick, I, I do think they go towards like 70s and 80s TV tropes and things. But my theory on One Division is that it is like a universe that she's created based right. on probably the weird shit she probably would have seen on TV. 
but I think she's trapped in it and there's going to be some devilish character behind it which will lead into Doctor Strange 2. Right. But yeah, I, I think that, I think that makes sense. And I like that they're, you know, at least hinting at some little bits and pieces of stuff. But yeah, yeah. like the 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 There's so the many 50s, easter eggs. Yeah, the 50s TV show thing is I uh, some of the jokes don't really land. <laughs> oh, they're meant to be lame because you go back and watch like Bewitched or Dick Van Dyke show, it's so like that and um Yeah. Look, I'm just I'm just going to say it now. If Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen came up to me and said, Marcy, do you want to have a threesome? I'd be like, yeah, I'm on board with that. <laughs> well, well, okay. Maybe they're going to work towards 70s porn then. Exactly. Woo! <laughs> no. Um, I also watched uh, Color Out of Space, finally. Yes! Yes. It's about time. I know. And it was fantastic. Great movie. Yes! I loved the special effects in particular and mm-hmm. fucking Nicolas Cage is crazy as always. So yes. that it, it was, it was pretty great. That, that was definitely worth watching. Yes. And I also watched blood quantum. Ah, which, another good one. Hell of not as good as color yeah, out of space, but still pretty okay. fucking awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, that's, that's two good ones, man. If you're going to yeah. start going through the shutter library, that's two good ones to start on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad I watched both of those. And that's all, right. all I got this week. Well, I checked, I checked out a movie that um, is particularly good, or I thought was particularly good because it did very successfully what Black Christmas tried oh so hard to do two years ago. Uh, I, I think I know what one you're <laughs> talking about. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna count it as a 20, 2021 movie, even though it came out last year on the festival circuit. I think Pedro caught it. But if you guys haven't seen Promising Young Woman, you need to stop whatever you're doing after the podcast and and find a way to to watch it. Because this movie was a fucking almost a masterpiece in the way that it that it portrayed what what it portrayed. Because so you had Black Christmas that kind of took, um, you know, sexism and toxic masculinity and things like that and tried to like kind of hit it with a hammer and hit you with a hammer over the head the whole time. And this movie is is very artfully done. Uh, the dialogue makes perfect sense. It's something that you you know you've heard. You know it's said. You know exactly where they're going with it. Uh, but it was a really well-written and well, well-directed movie. Um, I, I would be shocked if, uh, if Carrie Mulligan doesn't get an Oscar nomination for this performance because she was so convincing. Um, and it was not what I expected at all, start to finish, which is why I'm not going to give away one single thing in the movie, because I thought it was just some, uh, you know, crazy woman who went out and was like killing uh, men and stuff like that. I what I thought this was going to be couldn't have been further from what it was. And when they had a particular twist in the movie, I, I'll just say I've never seen it in a movie ever before. So. Um, it's going to be tough for this one to get knocked out of my top 10. I'm, I'm going to count this as a 2021 movie. So oh, wow. when you saw the title Promising Young Woman, did you think you were actually on Pornhub? <laughs> That's what it I, sounds like. Actually, you know what? Brian had us watch the trailer for it um, several months back, way before it was, was <laughs> out. Pornhub? So I kind of... <laughs> no, Brian. Promising Young Woman. They had us do the trailer. <laughs> but the trailer is very deceptive. 
I, mm. I'm just going to put it that way. But it's a great movie. Yeah, I actually agree with you, Lance, because I, I, my worry was going into the movie that it was going to be like Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching it, it's like it, it is, I mean, it handles that type of subject matter way better. And it doesn't hit you over the head with it. Like, it explores those things without actually saying out loud what it's mm-hmm. tackling. Um, but I agree. I think it, Carrie Mulligan will definitely get an Oscar nod. But, yeah, I think it's a really great film that, you know, everyone should definitely check out. I need out. to watch it. Yeah. Nice. And not look for Promising Young Woman on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Naz, we know it's coming, but what else you got? <laughs> Um, hold on really quick, man. It always goes every time I start talking, someone's <laughs> texting me. <laughs> so. Every time. All right. Um, well, the good news is if you've been listening to all of our shows and everything we've done via East Society, uh, Action Returns, as well as Stream Fiends, I've been telling you guys a little bit as our journey of uh, or my COVID journey. Uh, last month, my wife, uh, she caught it at, from work and brought it home and gave it to my son. Uh, I had to leave work to make sure I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And it was just fucking uh, just a stressful time. Um, but the good news is both of them are good. They're Yay. done. They're over it. Good deal. That's um, a good place to be. I, I didn't get it. And the doctors are kind of... Like wow, I mean, you got two people in mm-hmm. your house, and and you yeah, never it got it. So. A lot. Yep, it seems so random. <laughs> Philip, the whole day before I got deathly sick <laughs> for the one day, Philip was like hanging out with us. We were drinking beer together. He was helping me put up ceiling fans, and I'm pretty sure never I drank his beer. I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the car together, no masks, no nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're over it, which is good, and I'm just uh, so I'm. That's that's out of the way. Nice. But, uh, just but other just other dumb stuff going on at the house, but <clears throat> that's good. That's that's over with. Um, can get back to somewhat of a normal life, but um, especially now that you've had it, uh, that they've I, had it. I'm hoping I don't get it <laughs> or yeah. ever get it. I don't I don't know, but uh, I'm just. I'm just glad that's over with. Um, yeah. I had to do a, do a lot of cleaning though, and still trying to <laughs> trying to clean as well. I mean, I was just so for sure that it was gonna be any day because mm. I was just they stayed in their rooms and I was trying to just cook and clean and just do what I could to make them just get through it. And uh, I did not, not, I'm not patting myself on the, on the back and I don't want no one to stand up and applaud for me, but uh, I did what I did. It was for my family and you do what you got to do. So I I did it. So, but uh, I would say that would probably be the coolest thing uh, this week is you got, I guess you got to wait for the health department to call you to actually give you the okay, or you can go back out uh, in the wild. So that's what happened. But, um, Speaking of Black Christmas, Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, uh, let me go over to my library that just came in the mail the other day. Uh, I did get, I did get the. Uh, you bought that piece of shit movie. Uh, <laughs> I got the original what one. What's the matter with you? I, I gave got it the, to him for free. <laughs> I got the original one, the uh-huh. the Scream Factory one, and then I also got the uh, the second remake, the one that was 2019. 
I got that one, and I won a bid for the uh, the original, the second remake, or the first remake that came out in 2006, okay. I believe. Because that was out of print. Less garbage, but still garbage. It was out of print, and I wasn't about <laughs> to pay some crazy price, and I ended up paying for it, but that's all right. It's better than 60 and 70 that other people wanted for it. So, Jesus but, fucking <laughs> yeah, it's out of print. Once it goes out of print, I mean, they fools charge a million dollars. I'm glad I paid twenty dollars. I mean, I was as high as I was willing to go. I wasn't yeah, gonna go any higher. Expensive beanie babies too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you can't give them away so, now. So, so that's good. I'm just glad that um, my family is better and uh, can finally breathe. I just need to. I want to sleep back in our bed because I've been air mattressing it for a month and <laughs> my back is killing me. And oh man, I remember at Frightmare, you hated that air mattress, dude. That was that was fine, man. That was only for a was couple it? of days, dude. This has been a month. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. Oh my gosh. So uh, yeah, I'm my mattress is still here in the studio. I just need to un un take the air out of it, but. Yeah, that's what's uh, been the cool for me uh, this week, and I'm just glad everybody's all right. And yeah, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so, yeah. Dude. all right. No, uh, no wrestling returns this week, huh? No, not this week. Next, Next week. week. Okay. <laughs> the Undertaker was on Joe Rogan. I listened to that. It was fucking fantastic. The Undertaker. Yeah. He's still it's around. It's, no, he's retired, but it was basically okay. just him talking about how he got into the industry and, and then Hold on, Phil, hold on, Phil, Phil, hold on. all of the industry, all of the injuries in between. Philip, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome children of all ages. <laughs> welcome to the Wrestling Returns. Philip, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Undertaker on Joe Rogan. That was, it was an wow. interesting conversation. That's we'll a cool cat. Yeah, I need to listen to that. And, uh. Cool story. I met The Undertaker back in what? 2004 at 1.30 a.m. at the casino. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Did he choke yeah. slam you? No. <laughs> um, because I'm like five foot tall and he's like a billion feet tall. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he heard Imagine. what I had to say, but uh, uh-huh. we had a little chat. He signed my autograph. <laughs> Got his autograph. Very nice. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah, and he was talking about like in the in the, in the beginning, uh, he uh, he didn't even do interviews or talk to fans, and he stayed real quiet because he wanted to like stay in character the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that he's basically a fucking cyborg because he's got eight hundred metal parts in him, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's a little more easygoing. Yeah, understandable. There's, there's a show I think it's on YouTube as well as Hulu. Um, I think it's called Hot Ones. And they interview uh, people, and he was he was in an interview. And while they're talking, they're eating like hot wings. Like oh, oh wow, I've heard of that. I've heard like of that. The, yeah, like I've the hottest that. things you can. And he it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't even seem like it was phasing him. He was just telling stories about wrestling, eating these wings, and goes he oh, that that's got some kick. But he never flinched. I've seen other actors on there that like take bites and <sighs> and then they need to drink. But yeah, man, he's. That's a man's man, the Undertaker. <laughs> the, the phenom. Hey, you got to watch the one with Kevin Hart, though, because the, the 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 wings got so spicy he felt like he he was high. What? <laughs> I can imagine Kevin Hart's response to that. <laughs> all right, all right, Brian. We got any headlines?
a few, a few. We're still in the slow, slow news, I guess, month. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley finally gets a release date of December 3rd. We've been talking about it for about six years now. Mm. Yes. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, produced movie Antlers gets a release date of October 29th. That's my birthday. <laughs> All right. Hey. Happy birthday. <laughs> day yes. for my son's birthday. <laughs> Uh, let's see the upcoming wrong turn reboot uh, it will be in theaters I believe January 29th for one day oh. and then it will be on BOD February 26th okay are we uh, are we covering that one we can <laughs> you, man you're the I programming so. director <laughs> when's Candyman uh, coming out October Allegedly. Okay. No, I'm, I'm sure I think release all the horror movies in October. Yeah, exactly. And, they, you know, it'll be good. Are they going to push but it back? I, I want the Saw sequel now, or whatever the fuck that's meant to be. <laughs> Spiral. Yeah. Spiral. Give yeah. it to me now. Oh, that's a Chris Rock one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, that's coming, still coming out in May, I think. That yeah, but one. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> And for non-horror news, it looks like Black Widow might be delayed again. Uh, <laughs> why? I know. Delayed. They want their money back. Yeah. Well, they and should they just release the movies in Australia because mm-hmm. we don't have much COVID here. We've gone yeah. two weeks, no community transmission. It's just in hotel quarantine. Yeah, exactly. Even it's though like we've school. got the fucking tennis and half those people got it, they're stuck in the hotel quarantine. Okay. Well. So, yeah, we only had sort of um, a bit of an outbreak just after Christmas leading up to the new year because things, restrictions had gone down. Um, but, yeah, most of the country are having days with no transmission no positive cases so we should just get all the movies because we can go see them yeah you you've you've earned them by by getting COVID under control there yeah and i mean when um godzilla versus kong comes out i think it'll just be playing in cinemas only in australia okay yeah i mean um my the other film my sister and brother-in-law did uh produced which is another australian movie called the dry which has Eric Banner, that came out here New Year's Day, and despite, like, some COVID outbreaks and stuff, it's been making a a lot of money for, you know, considering. Um, And that was just at, at, you know, a theatrical release. Mm. Um, And it's done really well, so they're bringing in the money. Nice. Nice. And then uh, just to add a little credit to that, what was that TV show that your sister did? Uh, The Undoing. There you go. On HBO. And yeah. um, I believe they just wrapped up filming Nine Perfect Strangers, which, um, I don't know, probably that will be next year, I'm guessing. And you have to watch it because Samara Weaving's in it. Ah, we're yeah. in. So, and Luke Evans. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, like, <laughs> and, big and, fucking and deal person these people here. are married to me. Why? <laughs> no. <laughs> And the last thing here, B, you mentioned Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, they announced that the trailer will drop this Sunday. Yeah, boy. I can't wait. 
And, and they're more friends because oh. of Mothra. <laughs> we made that joke before anyone else did, just saying. Yeah, that's true. One more thing of uh, horror news. Uh, um, I saw that, uh, I didn't read it because I, I just don't know how much uh, the movie, that, that new Halloween movie that was to be out. Mm-hmm. Last year, they finally dropped a picture from it of uh, the shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers, and he's standing on the porch of a burning house, which I thought was stupid to to show that. I mean, of course we know he gets out because there still can be two more movies, but mm. I'm like, you better give me a damn good explanation on how he got out of that house <laughs> because he was, like, caged in there. And Same way but, he got up from the gunshot wound in the first one. That's true. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. But I'm like, so I, I don't know. I'm still gonna see him, uh, but I, I was like, man, why are you guys dropping a picture like that? Just, <laughs> just give us another trailer if you're gonna ruin it for us. But again, we are, we know he's gonna get out because there's two more movies. So, but I was just kind of, I didn't want to read the article. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, just ruined my day. You got mad. This. Yeah. <laughs> but, Spoilers. Uh, but speaking of Australian films. Uh, what part of Australia are you guys? Uh, we're in Melbourne. Okay. Which is yeah, which is like uh, yeah, probably the lower end of Australia. <laughs> yeah, it's a southern state. Yeah. Okay. And if I can ask, how old are you guys? Uh, we're both. Uh, I'm really 21. I don't reveal my real age, but <laughs> okay. Bede can reveal his age. Well, I'm I'm 36, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another question. Are you guys uh, Mad Max fans? Oh, totally. Bede more than me, but yeah, yes. Yeah, well, where I used to live before I moved to Melbourne was about four hours east of Broken Hill, where they shot the, the first three movies. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And there's a... um. Like a sort of uh, media type museum thing in the city, and they've got the original. Um, yeah, the interceptor. The interceptor <gasps> there. Ooh. So we, you, you're not meant to touch it, but we did. <laughs> uh, well, I would touch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, br- I bring, <laughs> I bring that up. Pornhub, everyone. Uh, I bring that. <laughs> I bring that up because uh, the little town that I live in out in the middle of nowhere in California, uh, we've been getting one or two new movies, but uh, they were bringing back old ones. And starting this weekend, they're bringing uh, uh, Mad Max 2, a.k.a. The Road Warrior, back uh, to the theater. Oh, that's theater. a good one. Good. Uh, that's movie. my favorite one out of all of them. And I'm thinking of risking it and going to the <laughs> theater. Um, well, but I don't know. I we'll think- see. Well, I think uh, at the moment here in Australia, uh, since we are in a pandemic and all that, I think everything that those characters wear in that movie we're actually are wearing now, since it's technically set in the same year. Okay, <laughs> in good point. Twenty twenty one, I think. So we have we're currently wearing all those like arseless chaps and all that type of stuff. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm dressed like <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> You got to use that material to make your mask. Oh man! Exactly. <laughs> you got to just dress like the gyro cap. With yes. The, with the big, <laughs> the big periscope. Um, yeah, Brian. One, Brian, Brian is like two feet taller than me. We we could dress up as Master mm-hmm. Blaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit on my shoulder. <laughs> um, one more question oh, about I love cinema the in Australia. Of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There is a film that I grew up and I just love. Um, it's 
speaking Australians, I, I asked Tim from a horror for dummies and he had never seen it. There's a film that came out maybe early eighties. I would say it's a film called fatty Finn. Uh, are you guys familiar with that film? Actually? No. It, no. It's, um, I, I watch a lot of Australian movies and I'm you and I'm very well versed in them. Um, that one I don't think I've ever heard of. Is it like a kid's movie? Or? Fatty Finn, yeah. I'm looking it up. It's it's on YouTube, if ours is the same as yours. Yeah, and also uh, on Pornhub. It, it, it came out... <laughs> it was this movie. It came out in 1980. It's a family movie. Surely yeah. oh, we uh, would have seen this growing up, but I've never heard of that's it. That's the thing. I There's a lot of family lot movies of, on Pornhub. That's the thing. I used to watch a lot of weird shit when I was a kid. <laughs> even weirder than what other kids these days watch now. And for all I know, I probably did see this movie and had completely forgotten about it. Is yeah, it, it, it was uh, it was one that I'd seen when I was a kid, and I just loved it. And um, I, I just see, it never comic stripping from the 20s. <laughs> it uh, never came on TV. It came on TV when I was little, and then that was it. I never saw it again. Uh-huh. I found a copy on VHS when uh, VH when the video stores were going out of business. So, but then I don't have a VCR anymore. But somebody finally put it on YouTube, so uh, I'm all about it. And when I do meet people from from Australia, I always ask them. And then, I don't know what it is. Nobody's heard of this film. I'll have and to must, watch it and probably, and talk about it. Probably right. Just so. been, it's got Bert Newton in it. Wow. And Noni Hazelhurst. Two legends of Australian film and TV. Are they are they really? Or are you guys being sarcastic? No, no, no. They are. Bert <laughs> Newton is basic. He was like, um, basically, like the Johnny Carson of Australia. Like that's like what he is to us in Australia. Okay. And uh, Noni Hazelhurst was like part of my childhood because she used to be one of the hosts of an Australian kids TV show that taught us like everything. Yep. And then she went on to Better Homes and Gardens. Better Homes and Gardens. And who else was on that show? John Jarrett, aka Mick Taylor from Wolf Creek, who she was married to at the time. Yep. <laughs> you um, learn something new every day. Speaking yep. of uh, Mad Max, uh, one of the little kids in this was uh, in the, the third one, Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, okay. So the, he's the only one that I had recognized that, that seen him in in another film because he's he's one of the uh, the kids. When they're out in the out in the desert or wherever, he, he's he's one of them. Yeah. But that film, I love it. I mean, I'm what 49 right now, and I, I could still watch it, and I love it. I've learned. Um, at first, I didn't even realize it was filmed in Australia until I got older. But spitting off lines from that thing uh, and trying to use my, or as well as Road Warrior and my. my my attempt at an Australian accent. I mean, <laughs> it was it was fun to do that. I mean, but then, I mean, like I said, not many uh, Australian people that I've come across have heard of this film, much less seen it. So, uh, I, it's it's always when I when I meet someone, I, I like to ask them that, yeah, or as well sure as the made would have, but not I've, even made. I know I've seen a kids Aussie kids movie made around the same time that was also based on a comic strip called Ginger Megs. Um, I've heard of that, oh, but I just, I've seen so it. But I've, <laughs> I've seen that one, but I've not seen uh, this one. I'll have to. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to look it up. Yeah, we'll have to look it up and watch it. And uh, next time we're back on the show, we'll talk about it. Then. <laughs> uh, one more film: BX BMX Bandits with uh, yes. Nicole yeah. Kidman. That's <laughs> what I've heard of. 
That one I saw as a kid, and I own the Blu-ray, and I've been meaning to give it a rewatch. But yeah, that's pretty much like the definitive, like, well, that was the movie that made Nicole Kidman a star in Australia. And and it pretty much is, I think that's what everyone, like, yeah, Nicole Kidman, Oscar-winning actress, stars in all these big movies and whatnot. But here in Australia, it's like, nah, she's the girl from BMX Bandits. That's (laughs) that's what she means to us. (laughs) All right, that's the end of my questions. (laughs) Is that it for All the right. news, Brian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was the news okay. <laughs> uh, well, in that case, uh, Bede, where are we going now, man? We're going down to the trailer park. Now I got one foot out the trailer, but I'm still stuck out in the rain. That's right. Uh, Brian is going to bring us the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Uh, what's the first one, one we're going to talk about? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> All right. We are going to... Well, we only we got one trailer, and that is Dreamcatcher. The film centers on two estranged sisters who, along with their friends, become entrenched in... A 48-hour whirlwind of violence after a traumatic experience at an underground music festival. Okay. Sure. No no ass monsters in this one? No. Uh, I was time. disappointed by the very lack of Morgan Freeman in this trailer. <laughs> right? And those, those eyebrows, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is uh, directed and written by Jacob Johnston, and this stars... Lou Ferrigno Jr. What? Zachary Gordon. Huh. Yes, okay. the son of Lou Ferrigno, the son of the Hulk. Adrian Wilkinson, Travis Burns, and a bunch of other people I've never heard of. Marcy, <laughs> what did you think of Dreamcatcher? Uh, I watched the trailer earlier, and it looks like a movie that is very much up my alley, that it looks like it's got like lots of neon, um, weird type of stuff in it um plus it looks like there's lots of hack and slash and yeah actually i'll now it's on my radar whenever it comes out i'll definitely be giving it a watch and it better be good if it's got lou ferrigno's son in it yeah he's got to stand up to to dad huh yeah he does yeah because you know very much so he's got going so far i Mm -hmm. mean if you've seen pumping iron you know all about lou ferrigno (laughs) yeah So this Me. is just some dude that's related to Lou Ferrigno. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bede, what'd you think? Um, I, I thought it was pretty looked pretty interesting. Like Marcy said, I think what makes it stand out from, I guess, other slasher movies is it has that kind of neon feel, 80s vibe to it. And of course, uh, it looked like it has that kind of trippy kind of mm. feel to it, especially when you get to the tail end of the trailer. So I think that, at least for me makes it a bit more makes it stand out a bit more compared to others and and yeah i'm definitely interested to check out this one for sure yeah i i just i just hope they they do the story right because it looks like there's going to be a lot of twists and turns on Mm. who the killer is and i don't want to go into the movie (laughs) yeah i don't want to go in the movie finding out who it is within the first like half hour Mm -hmm. i want to be surprised in a movie like that yeah, kind of, kind of like that TV show Slasher where they revealed the killer three episodes from the end or something. And what do you do after that, you know? But then again, me and Nez just 
reviewed a movie where they are uh, they tell you the killer in the beginning of the movie, and it worked pretty yep. good. And you'll hear that uh, on Stream Fiends coming. Uh, very interested in that. It's uh, happened before. Yes. To, yeah, to me, this this looks like garbage. Uh, is, this didn't catch my attention at the beginning. I I couldn't even tell you too many things that happened in it, except it was like I don't know if they were at a rave or there was a a DJ or fuck I don't know. I'm out. I said music festival. Man. Yeah, I'm out. Listening. I'm out. <laughs> well, I don't know. You didn't. You love Wonder Woman 1984. So. I did not love Wonder Woman 1984. Nobody I had loved some Wonder Woman 1984. I had some fun with it, but boy, did it shit the bed in the last act, man! What? Holy what? shit! I know we're we're getting off on the trail. What part did you have fun with? <laughs> um, I kind of i I just enjoyed the build up yeah, to it, man. I just felt like you know, hey, here's a. Here's a comic book movie in, in a DC universe, and you know I, I kind of like the way that they um, that they they brought the characters together. I thought that um, I, I mean I know you guys didn't didn't care for any of the acting, but how dare you? I thought I thought <laughs> the man the acting was awful. No, nah, I thought I the Mandalorian the did a great story was terrible. No, nah, Mandalorian did a great job hamming it up. Kristen Wiig he, he was did perfect. a great job in the Mandalorian. All right, Chris can do a great job on me anytime he wants. I'm just there you go. <laughs> Chris, he was, he was, he was, was handling some Nick Cage in that role. Yeah. Well, if Nick Cage had been in this movie, it would have been a totally different That's film. That's true, but, uh, and it would have been way more interesting. Yeah, I'm not loving it. I was more than anything fucking with you guys on Facebook, Brian, because the more you guys were. We're killing it. The more I was, I was jumping in there. So <laughs> it was okay, but that third act and the way that it ended was just, yeah, truly one of the worst endings I've seen in a while. I, I, I will defend the movie a little bit, but watching Wonder Woman, it the the movie like that whole sort of uh, when she stops the the robbery, it's like Superman three, and mm-hmm. that. <laughs> kind of took me out of it a little bit while I still did like oh, yeah. it because it was really yeah, cheesy. It was goofy. But I Super hate cheesy. Superman 3. Right. Uh, hey. There's so much in this movie that <laughs> it's throwing back to like those older um, superhero movies like the original yes. few Supermans. There's a bit of that Raimi Spider-Man influence. Oh, yeah. Uh, All the ones you that know. sucked. Yeah, but, you know, there's even a bit of Supergirl in there, and I fucking love that original movie, and I don't care what anyone says. But I kind of liked that it's a movie set in the 80s, and the whole aesthetic is very 80s, and so is the movie. It's got that feel. And I didn't need, like, blasting 80s music and all this shit. And there's, you know, some things are really hokey, like, you know... um, Max Lord or whatever the fuck his yeah, name Maxwell is, Lord. Maxwell Lord, um, the Mandalorian, aka my future husband, um, <laughs> like he is essentially this weird fucking genie thing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a fucking right, superhero right. comic book movie. I don't need uh-huh. things to make fucking sense, but you know, I just thought there was a lot of really nice. No, not I guess nice, not the word I want, but there was yeah. a lot of like things I enjoyed. There were things I didn't overly like, but. You know, I actually kind of enjoyed it, and I will defend it in that way. And yeah, you can say those kind of earlier superhero movies are shit, um, but I enjoy them <clears> for <throat> what they are. They don't need to be bloody masterpieces for me to enjoy it. I mean, Supergirl, the original movie, is fucking terrible by all means, but I fucking love it. 
but you um, got a soft spot in your heart for it. Yes, I uh, do. I'll sure. give uh, you a little credit on it. I, I think I, I it. If they had put a little more effort into the action scenes and the CD, right. and the CGI, CGI was really bad. The yeah. CGI part really was bad. Not yeah. the best, but then yeah. it, we, yeah. we'd be having a different conversation right now. I mean, the story was kind of like, garbage, but. You could have cut out sort of maybe like five, ten minutes from that movie, but I think the central theme, the central (laughs) theme of it, I think actually worked really well. And when she kind of has to make the worst decision she's ever going to have to make, um, you know, it calls back to that sort of opening bit in Themyscira, which was, you know, really fun. But yeah, Brian. Brian, you didn't like the uh, the homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark with the car chase there. No. <laughs> okay. Is that what that was? Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Moving on. All right. Uh, uh, dream catcher. Philip, what did you think? I am going to agree with Lance. This looks like a big old turd. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be good. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, dead mouse killing people is not. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> it. It just seems like they're trying too hard on this. I don't think it's going to be good. Kind of seemed like they weren't trying enough on Wonder Woman. But Nez, what did you think? Uh, it looks like they showed they showed the showed us the whole movie because they they showed kill after kill after kill. So I assume that's every kill in it. Probably because um, I still don't know what the fuck's going on in it, except that there's a DJ killing people. There you go. I wonder yeah, who the killer yeah, is. Yeah, it's probably one of their ex boyfriends that mm. was DJing and sees his girlfriend banging some other guy. Oh God! So that's it. You know, I'm gonna ask for my money back. Uh, but yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, I watch all kinds <laughs> of crap. So I, I watched Wonder Woman '84. So might as well watch this as well. <laughs> But uh, back to DC yeah, movies. If that movie yeah. had been made in 84, you'd say it was hella good. Oh, that's probably true. Well, if it was <laughs> then, but it wasn't. <laughs> so I, I feel like that was the idea. Was it set in this year? Let's make the movie like huh? it's actually been made then. Except superhero um, movies in 84 were god awful. <laughs> yes, well, I didn't disagree with you there. <laughs> I well, still back, enjoy them. Going back to late seventies and, and and eighties uh, superhero movies, we only had a handful, and uh, we had four Superman movies. The Quest for Peace was garbage, but oh, Superman one, Superman. two, and three were fucking amazing. I love right. those Superman, movies. Great. Uh, not I, not I, the I, not I, the I, Richard Superman Donner cut. That one's crap. The, 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 For the, the me, Superman three cut. is not a Superman movie. It's a Richard Pryor movie. That's all yes. right, man. Richard Pryor is. <laughs> I mean, uh, I love Richard Pryor, but he's yeah. been better. He's an American icon. So uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for him, there'd be no Eddie Murphy and uh, all yeah. that. So I'm not. I mean, I I think he's a genius. I just think he's done better work than Superman three. Well, fair man, fair you, statement. You need money, so you, fair take statement. What, you take what they hand you. Yeah, was that right after his uh, freebasing accident or what? Yeah, uh, his pretty much his whole career was after all that. Gotcha. Dreamcatcher coming out in March. Well, all right. I suppose we're on to. We all worked out who the killer was. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's the DJ. Uh, on to <laughs> on to listener feedback.
this week we're going to skip it, actually, uh, but it will return next week. Uh, we do want to shine the podcast spotlight on the Horror Project, though. Uh, welcome to the Horror Project Podcast. Uh, join hosts Phil and Laura, not me, uh, for a weekly podcast reviewing horror movies old and new with plenty of blood-curdling features uh, to make you afraid of the dark. Join us if you dare. Uh, this week, the crew interviews Gemma Hurley, a co-writer of The Host. Nice. So definitely check those guys out. Now, is that or, the, the host? The, the old South Korean no, 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 movie no, no. Host, or host? My bad. You, uh, yeah. So the, the Shutter movie then? Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, check check so, yeah. that out. I've never listened to it before. Have you guys? Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good podcast. There you go. It's a lot of project them. podcast. A lot of good podcasts out of there. There is a ton of them. Uh, we also do have uh, two new iTunes reviews, though, uh, which were both five stars. Awesome. Uh, Whiskey Jack one two three says, uh, "Listen to the show; it will make you smarter, better looking, and wealthy." <laughs> okay, hmm. Maxwell Maybe. Lord, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Besides single-handedly in the mail, <laughs> right? <laughs> Besides single-handedly making America great again, they also provide a fun and enjoyable <laughs> podcast with balanced and knowledgeable reviews, despite Lance's taste in movies. Oh no! Uh, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hold on now. Backhanded compliment. Yeah. Send him a koozie and a t-shirt, or she. <laughs> Immediately, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send him a Pet Cemetery 2 koozie. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, on a wide variety of topics, uh, in the short type of, uh, in short, the type of folks that would be fun to have a beer with. Well, man, come on the show, have a beer with us. Whiskey Jack, thank you, buddy. There that was you go. awesome. Or a whiskey, right? Yeah. Phil? I, I'm drinking whiskey right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> student of the game Tavares says uh, don't need a shovel to dig this show if you enjoy the horror movies like I do then this show is for you subscribe now very nice I thought he was going to need say you don't need a shovel to dig through Lance's review of Pet Cemetery 2 and Dane <laughs> Don <laughs> those are some awesome reviews man Witty. very nice yeah we love it <laughs> Yeah, go go listen yep. to Tavares' podcast, Student of the Game. Yep, awesome show. There you go. <laughs> uh, and the Horror Returns intros provided by Steve Carlton of the League of Geeks with Z. Um, and, of course, the artwork comes from Natsulani. So check her out on Instagram. Um, and, of course, our show will always be free to everyone. But if you want to help us out, please become a Patreon subscriber. Uh, we'll hook you up with some merchandise, give you some exclusive content, and even give you a chance to pick the movies for a future show, which is the more likely of those three. Um, <laughs> to learn and more, go to www.patreon.com slash thehorrorreturns. <laughs> and apparently will make you smarter and richer. Well, there you go. Is that. <laughs> uh, but now it's time for our featured attractions. Back to 1984. The year that won't end. Uh, <laughs> for the initiation. 
for the initiation and Night of the Comet, neither of which I've ever seen. Uh, so the initiation we'll start with, uh, and am how do you say that fucking word? Amnesiac, amnesiac. Yeah, she's got amnesia. There's a sorority (laughs) sister with amnesia, uh, who has been plagued by recurring nightmares. Um, is stalked alongside other co-eds by a killer in a deserted department store, because uh, that's where you go in a zombie apocalypse, right? Uh, right. Where they are com- completing a hazing ritual. Was it deserted? Not the phone house. Just closed. Yeah, well, that is the yeah. worst description ever for this like for the movie was, you actually got. It yeah. was just closed. <laughs> also, not a zombie apocalypse. My bad. Wrong movie. Uh, <laughs> Director is uh, Larry Stewart, also known for episodes of The Incredible Hulk and Fantasy Island. Hey, ah, there you go. Back to Ferrigno again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, writer is uh, Charles Pratt Jr., also known for The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and All My Hell Children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, the location used for the mall was the Dallas Market Center. Uh, the crew would shoot overnight in the building uh, after it closed at 7 p.m., but would have to wrap up and be out by opening at 7 a.m. the next morning. Thus, hmm. each night shoot at the location would have to be done in 12-hour increments. Philip, you lived in Dallas. Do you know where that is? Um, I don't. I don't think I've ever been there. Hmm. Maybe it's an 80s thing, huh? Maybe they've torn it down and built something else there. Well, I live in a suburb of Dallas. I wasn't like downtown all the time. Uh, down. <laughs> some of the uh, early scenes in the mental hospital were not actually shot by director Larry Stewart. Uh, Peter Crane was originally attached to the film, but the production got off to a rough start as shooting fell behind schedule and the budget started to be exceeded. Uh, well, I don't know what the budget was, but okay. I don't know how that happened, but okay. <laughs> Uh, producers brought in Stewart to replace Crane on the film, which always leads to a better film. Uh, what did you guys think about the initiation? Can uh, can being... I please just go first? Oh, of course, Marcy. Sure. Yeah, go go for it. So I had not seen this movie before. I had not even heard of this movie before. But my only takeaway from this movie is that there was a costume party and a guy dressed up as a giant penis for some reason. And he even, it's Which a was homemade awesome. costume that even had the pubes on it. <laughs> Where and did you get I, this costume? I, I got, no, I'm looking at the picture right now. It, it is the weirdest penis costume I've ever seen. I don't know why this dude dressed up as this penis. It distracted me from the whole movie. Oh, it totally made the whole movie. (laughs) I I just, I have no idea what was going on. And then I posted a picture of it on Twitter and then Bede accidentally made a mistake on his tweet. And it just, it led to the funniest thing ever. (laughs) Because Bede wanted to say, uh, he wanted to tweet 
Um, it, what I basically wanted the tweet was <laughs> I did an oral history of the why this costume is in the movie, but I actually forgot to write the history part. So he just wrote, <laughs> he needs an oral on this movie. And... Um, I bet you do. I, uh, I tweeted back a picture of a flashlight and the people that sell them, the oh, online Lord. sex shop, liked the tweet. <laughs> And that's pretty much that's all I got awesome. out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough, isn't it? I, I, <laughs> when I saw Bede's tweet where he said he needed an oral, I think I laughed <laughs> so hard for like 10 minutes. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> the initiation. Now you know what the hazing ritual is. Yeah. It is definitely uh, the Pornhub version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, this- Second time watching the movie. I'd seen it like a couple years back, and that I actually surprised me. You've seen yeah. everything, Bede. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do own the Blu-ray of this movie. Hence, how Marcy and I were able to watch it. Of course, uh, you I do. Think it's a, I think it's an okay. It's okay. Slash, yeah, it's an okay slasher movie. Nothing too, um, too standout-ish compared to others in the genre. But I will admit, it does get a little crazy. <laughs> And there are things about it that just don't make any sense. There's there's a bit in this movie that is so uncomfortable. I was like, what the fuck are we watching? This is shit. This shit ain't okay. And I ain't talking about that penis costume. Which which part? It was like there was this scene towards in the third act where one of the girls who's in the mall, like, she was basically explaining like when she was uh a young girl at 12 years old, she had uh, <laughs> a very inappropriate relationship, I think, with her violin teacher. Oh, oh yes. I do and remember And then, like, that. the next scene, a guy, yeah. like, is, goes to comfort her and they have sex, and I'm like, yeah, that's... N- <laughs> this is not cool mm. at all. She <laughs> describes, like, for 10 minutes about freaking being sexually abused nope. and there goes What's the it? dog the dog found it offensive too she's going on <laughs> oh, and on about this sexual abuse and then the guy uses that to bang her i'm like oh <laughs> hey whatever okay. Okay. <laughs> excuse my dog ah, somebody else is chiming in for sure so you're saying this movie's a, a dog huh <laughs> well i think my dog was highly offended by it uh, I mean, if so the comedian finally gets some, man, I'll, uh, it, it, not not to say that he was a very funny comedian, but I'll give oh, him credit. God. For that. Yeah. I, but I, oh. I mean, outside of that very sort of like uh, moment, like I said, mm-hmm. there is um, it is well made, like um, and the performances for most part are pretty decent. I mean, when you got somebody, people like you know Daphne, <laughs> sorry Daphne Zuniga, um, Vera Miles, uh-huh. who was in the original Psycho, and uh, and of course the legendary Clue Gulliga, you're gonna have at least some good performances there, and they and they do pretty well. And uh, there's got a nice atmosphere to it as well. And some of the gore scenes are pretty solid as well. Um, although when the twist comes in at the end, like even though yeah, it's kind of set up a little bit earlier in the movie, it still does not make a lick of sense at all. No, no, no not, not at all. all. It not feels like all. it was kind of thrown in at the last minute. Yeah, because I was like, what the. F- fuck is happening right now <laughs> yeah that's yeah, that's really i thought that was super cheap you so you you think some of the acting was pretty pretty good then Bede? yeah i thought so for most part everyone was decent <laughs> i think daphne zaniga i think this was her first major lead yeah, role and i thought she was pretty solid in the movie no. and 
was all right. Yeah, and th- that's that's the girl that plays the uh, Princess, Princess Leia Vespa. character in yeah, Princess Vespa. And wasn't she on Melrose Place? Yeah, or she something? was. Yeah. yeah, she was on Melrose Place. She was a Jewish princess. That's right. <laughs> High maintenance. Yes. But uh, yeah, it. I mean, it's an okay slasher. Nothing too memorable. Um, it has its weird offbeat moments that do at least make it kind of stand out a bit more compared to more average ones. But yeah, it's more merely okay. More I, I give it credit for being a bit different than the usual mm. type of thing. I mean, weird it? shit I mean, aside. Yeah, I don't know. I just it was okay. I kind of was bored at times, mm. which I really d- shouldn't have been. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. And the mall did not feel like a mall. Yeah, I think it was actually not a mall. <laughs> that it didn't used. feel like a mall. It's the weirdest mall I've seen. But I, I digress. We are in Australia. Our malls are like tiny compared to anywhere else mm. in the world. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It could have been a giant mall. Um, this one's in Texas where everything's bigger, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Pornhub. <laughs> Sorry. I should oh, shut no, that's up. true, just in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> I tip my 10-gallon hat to you, ma'am. <laughs> uh, Brian, what'd you think? I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. This was completely boring. I mean, it was good to see Princess Vespa in it. Yeah. And uh, I believe this was actually her second movie, because I think she was in another movie. In something else? Yeah, the the, movie called The Dawn the Drip Blood. Yeah, that one. Ah, okay. That looked good. And, of course, Clue, I like like when he showed up in the movie, but it just, there was no, I don't know what the synopsis is with an abandoned shopping mall or whatever it was not abandoned i don't know what the hazing part was i don't know who was hazed <laughs> and the end just made no sense all of a sudden she has a sister mm-hmm. yeah. and yep i don't know this is probably apologies for anybody that likes it but this is probably the worst movie we've ever talked about in wow year in horror Ouch. oh wow <laughs> That's rough, well, dude. In the year of horror, normally we pick a lot of classics. True. Uh, I don't know if I'd consider this one a classic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I suppose I'll go next then, um, because I sort of agree with both of you. I think, uh, um, I, yeah, I mean, it was '80s cheese to the max. Uh, it was sort of fun, mm-hmm. but. It also didn't make a whole lot of sense. It was Not fun something. when the dick costume came into play. <laughs> oh, I, that was about it. <laughs> that part, I was like, holy shit, that dude's dressed as a penis. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do I get that costume? <laughs> um, funnily enough, Amazon. at my uh, one of my birthday parties a few years ago, mm-hmm. I made a joke that pe- someone needed to dress up as a giant penis. And one of my friends found a blow-up penis costume and came dressed as a penis. No way. <laughs> I, I will send the photo in the group chat. I have to find it. You're going to send us a literal dick pic, huh? Yes. I am. <laughs> but was he able to, like, uncircumcise himself and drop his head down so that I'm he could have a beard? Sure <laughs> <it was> un- <laughs> uh, no, I, it was... Uh, 
It was it was fun to watch once. I, I never <laughs> plan on watching it again. <laughs> uh, Lance, what'd you think? Uh, oh man, this was this was really bad, really, really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, unlike Bead, I man, I thought all the acting of the of the young actors. I I've seen high school drama classes do better <laughs> than, than some of this shit. <laughs> And Jesus Christ, I mean, there nothing made sense about it. Hazing ritual? I mean, what's the hazing? We're going to sneak into a mall and shoplift stuff? I mean, is that... Was, I, was thought, that I thought it was game? supposed to get the guards uniform. Yeah, yeah that's what... Okay. Yes. Why? I mean, and, what... Yeah, they, were gonna, <laughs> they, they said the so. in there. Yeah, they meant to get the guards uniform, but the, the, soror- the main sorority sister and the guys and that were going in there to scare them as well. Ah. Man, I I don't know. This this was bad. I'm not surprised that the writers done nothing else except fucking soap operas. Because this <laughs> was, you know, I mean, there were a couple of decent kills, but other than that, I mean, this was like watching a soap opera. And there was wasn't there a little uh, uh, nude scene there in the shower or something like that, which you kind of that's obligatory in an '80s movie, right, Naz? Yeah, that was hip to hip action. That scene, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, definitely not landscaped either, right? So, you know, oh, that was cool. style, 80s style. Um, that what's Bush. that, Marcy? That was Bush. That was Bush. <laughs> Gentlemen, we have Bush. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's stupid, the 80s. <laughs> stupid decisions made. Like, why Why was the one person running up to the, to the roof of the building to escape? And just like somebody was taking a piss and then the lights turned out and he says, hey, all of a sudden, I can't piss anymore. My God, you just aim and piss. You don't have to look down and see it, for fuck's sake. But the what killed me about this was that whole third act and the ending there, where you've got the guy that's the burn victim or whatever, and it's like, well, of course they're going to make it look like this guy's the killer, and of course he's not going to be. <clears throat> and that that um, that twin garbage thing showing up was just the cheapest. Like, we don't know how to end this movie. Well, let's throw a yeah. twin in there. I mean, yeah. this it, was, it was like, let's do really a dream weird. sequence. No, an evil twin. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> oh, it makes the ending to a uh, happy birthday to me make more logical sense. <laughs> yeah. That was garbage. Well, <laughs> would you expect anything other than an evil twin from a writer of a bunch of soap operas? Exactly. <laughs> makes Two perfect good soap sense. Operas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's that's all I have to say. Nez, what'd you think? Well, all right, since you guys are going to bring it down, I'm bringing it right back up. This movie was Hella awesome. Good. Because I it was made it. in the 80s. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I saw, I saw it when it first came out, um, and I loved it. I loved right, everything Nass, about Nass it. Nass is fucking with us now, guys. Official. I love everything about this movie. Yes, it's stupid. You can clearly see <laughs> it was written by a soap opera writer, and he was just this was his attempt at uh, horror or slasher. So I was like, yeah, cause I mean, I knew uh, that going, going into the film. <laughs> so, but I mean, this is one of those movies you got to just sit and just get drunk and, uh-huh. and lit with your friends and just laugh at how stupid it is. But the, the, the POV shots of the, of the killer and everything. I mean, you saw, you saw the twist coming a mile away, but I thought it was cool. I liked it. I mean, I loved it when we first saw it and I saw it. What? Three times in the theater, and then uh... <laughs> Nance just walked into the theater and sat through it three consecutive viewings in a row. I'll bet, right? The evil what? twin twist. Nobody well, saw that coming. It was like, oh, because I, I was wondering what the fuck was happening while it was going on. 
Well, you, they were so, throwing little hints at you throughout the film, especially oh, the, the beginning yeah. gave it away when she was looking out the window at the 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 dude scarred up guy that was cleaning the, or fixing the the garden or whatever he was doing. But I mean, the movie's dumb. Uh, I love the the blood. It's like just total <laughs> syrup that they added, but <laughs> food coloring too, and it, it just it, it was just ridiculous. I mean, uh, just. Obviously, whoever's holding the camera, and they're gonna have somebody holding that little garden thing uh, that they were doing, and and all that, and then she's bringing out the spear gun, uh, and just uh, yeah, bush to bush, right in the very beginning. And I don't know if girls do really do that, hang out naked in, in big rooms, but wow. I don't know, man. Unless uh, we're filming a porno, no, we do not. Okay. Right. Oh, son of a bitch. Thanks for clarifying. You're ruining my life perspective. Oh, shattering <laughs> dreams everywhere. If you want to see that kind of stuff? Just join OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I loved it. I mean, Princess Vespa, I mean, that's, this is the first thing that, no, I saw her in the dorm that drip blood. That was no good. But uh, I remember seeing her in this and throughout her career until she got to Spaceballs and whatever that dumb show was, Fox show she was on. But I mean, this movie is what it is, man. It's 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 eighties again. I've said this many times. In the eighties, there was horror movies that came out every single weekend. So this just added to the pile of it. And these guys, first time writing a slasher film, and uh, this is her second film because she did the mm-hmm. Dormitory of Blood, and then she did some TV episodes before she filmed this. Right. So you take what you you got to take, and um. It it was what it was. I mean, it was just pure nonsense and stupid. But I mean, I love that type of stuff, man. It, it was these guys thought they were making this awesome film, and oh yeah, this is gonna be the best. But when it came out, I mean, this what you guys are saying isn't the first time I heard it. I actually heard it in the theater when the movie was over. Like, oh man, this movie was garbage. What was this? What was that? But as a little kid, thirteen year old kid watching this mm-hmm. film, uh, sitting there in the cinema, I mean, I loved it because I love horror movies, and then. Uh, how stupid most of them are, but I mean, that it's just it's just part of the '80s, man. That that's how we rolled back then, and I'm still glad that I'm I'm around to talk about the, these stupid movies that we that some people never heard of. I mean, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I have it right here in my library. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course you do. This like our friend, is hey, a hell of a drug. Hey, guy, I was just about to say. Philip, you beat me to it, man. <laughs> like our good buddy Pedro always says, right? Yeah. But I love this movie. All oh. right. Oh, uh, let's do scores on the initiation. Marcy? Oh. One to just ten. Ducked. She'll be back. She just ducked out for a second. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, you can jump on it. Okay, I'll jump on it. I... You know, like I said, there are some positives about the movie I did enjoy, and like, but uh-huh. yeah, I think on this second viewing, it didn't quite hold up for me as well as it did the first time. So, if I had to give it out, of my score would definitely be uh, five out of ten giant dick costumes. <laughs> that's not bad. That's that's half good. Nothing wrong with that. I'm back. A lot, Sorry. Of, a lot of giant dick costumes. <laughs> yeah, I I probably give it like. Five out of uh, lots of bush and uh, giant dick costumes. <laughs> yeah, well, give credit, I thought, give like, it's too. okay, the movie. It's a bit boring. Um, yeah, a bit. The acting's hit and miss, but, yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> I gotcha. Who went next? Was it me? Brian. Uh, no, it was you, Brian. I think. I don't know. You were Brian. 
Fuck it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go. Uh, I'm going to give it a five also. Damn. Okay. Yeah. This thing's more was... higher than I thought it would. Well, yeah. No, I mean, it was a garbage movie, but it was at least yeah. fun. And, you know, there's Bush. So <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> Brian? Brian? Uh, Princess Vespa, dick costume, two on ten. <laughs> two on ten. All right, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> Lance? Lance, Princess, Princess Vespa, dick costume, two on ten. All right. <laughs> Nez? Doesn't get about eight inches of bush because when that, <laughs> when that one chick turned sideways, and man, it was way uh-huh. out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just the hedge trimmer on that one, huh? Yeah, that, but that's how we rolled back then. He just let it all grow. Keep it real. You got to put some product in that sucker. Uh-huh. Oh, all right. Man. On to Night of the Comet. Thank God. Uh, director and writer is uh, Thorne Ebhart, also known for Captain Ron. <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> it is classic. Kurt Russell. That's a classic. <laughs> uh, the movie theater featured in the beginning of the movie is the historic El Rey Theater in Los Angeles. Nez, you know about that one? I saw it there. There you go. Well, there you go. That's perfect. Uh, while writing the screenplay, uh, Thorne Eb- uh, yeah, God damn it, Eberhardt uh, asked teenagers for their input on uh, what they would do if they survived the end of the world, uh, which makes sense. Lots of fucking, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> when Samantha is playing the radio station as a disc jockey, she says uh, that she is taking requests from all the all you teenage mutant comet zombies. Uh, that was the working title of the film. Uh, same makes- year as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, by the way. So it might, <laughs> might not have been the worst title. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, Marcy, what do you think about Night of the Comet? Uh, I like Night of the Comet. I think I first saw it. Um, probably on VHS when I was in high school. Um, and I've always kind of had a soft spot for the movie. I think it's fairly enjoyable. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like that more kind of teenage vibe, kind of Dawn of the Dead type of thing. Um, but with more, with more outer space shit. (laughs) Um, but, you know, I've always thought it was a pretty decent, fun movie. Um, yeah, uh, we rewatched it, and I hadn't seen it for, for a while, and I don't think it really changed my feelings. It's still um, pretty fun and enjoyable, and I think the two leads are really good um, mm-hmm. in what they do. And um, I did meet and interview... Catherine Mary Stewart. <laughs> Is that the right name? Yeah. Catherine Mary Stewart, Jesus. Um, ah, okay. Um, that was, I think, 2011, maybe? Um, 
because at one of the conventions I went to, they had um, uh, the last Starfighter thing. So they had the two leads from that. Obviously, she was one. Um, and I did mention this movie to her, and I've got a photo with her somewhere. Um, so that was, you know, pretty cool. But I've always sort of had, yeah, a soft spot for it because I do think, like, it is, you know, that more low-budget kind of, like, teenage Dawn of the Dead type and... Yeah, I think, you know, for the the small budget they had, I think they did a fairly decent job with it. Um, and, again, the girls are really good in it. Um, there's certain parts where it just goes way over the top, but I still yeah. kind of like it. Um, and I do like the kind of, like, going through the mall montage and stuff. <laughs> um, course, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was, like, straight out of a movie. Straight out of a movie. Yeah. Um, the way it kind of ends is a bit silly, but... I mm-hmm. still think it's pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really have any issues with this movie at all. It's just, for me, it's just one of those kind of more fun, easy going, well, kind of easygoing movies, even though it's about the end of the world. I think that was a pretty good description. Pete, yeah, what did you think? definitely. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed Night in the Comet as well. Again, this is my second time watching it. I do own the movie too. Um, and... Like, well, I do agree with Marcy in that it is basically like a teenage version mm. of Dawn of the Dead uh, with a bit more of a sci-fi twist to it. Mm. And that does make Which the Which I think sets it out, sets it apart a little bit. Yeah, and also it yeah, has... Was- a. Yeah, and also yeah. has a bit of a slight self-awareness about mm. itself as well, which is kind of interesting. It Like, it predates a lot of mm. self-aware horror films and that. And I think... Um, and it's pretty impressive because the movie was made like only seven hundred thousand dollars, and it just looks Are incredible. You serious? Yeah, and I, I sort of never guessed that. Yeah, it mm. costs that much, but I, I I wanted to find out how much it would cost today, and it's only just over a million. What I it just the to uh, today's money. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact they did that with that much is pretty impressive, and visually it looks stunning, especially when you have the scenes post the comet passing uh, LA and just the landscape of how everything's changed with the red sky and the city and all mm. that. It just, it looks beautiful in those scenes. And also the zombies are pretty, are really cool as well and done well. And I like the fact that with some characters, they kind of slowly morph into them mm. over time. And also um, both Catherine Mary Stewart and uh, Kelly Maroney as the sisters I think they have great chemistry together. Oh, they do, definitely. And they're a lot of fun. And I think I read somewhere that Samantha, uh, the younger sister, who's uh, Kelly Maroney, that character was actually a main inspiration <laughs> for the character of Buffy Summers in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, mm. that makes sense. And, yeah, and also, like, watching it, and I didn't realize this at the time, but I'm pretty sure Lance will bring this up, is that um, Robert... Beltram from Star Trek Voyager is in this Chakotay. movie. Chakotay. Chakotay. Yeah. Voyager. <laughs> yes. First, when I first watched it, that was the big thing uh-huh. I noticed. I'm like, oh, he's in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a fun little movie and, like, it has a great cast. Like I said, the two leads are great. And uh, it's got that mixture of creepy vibe but also being very funny as well. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it's just a fun little movie that, you know, it definitely holds up pretty well. And mm. basically you could easily retitle this movie as Valley Girls at the End of the World. Yeah. Which <laughs> which is pretty much, I guess, is you could easily sum that the film up as that. But, no, it, Night of the Comet is a fun little one and definitely a very underrated 80s mm. gem. But I'm about to blow everyone's mind in a second because I 
thought it was interesting, like, when, you know, Brian put these two films together, I actually found similarities between the two films. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, there, okay, there's a mall in each Yeah, of there's them. a mall. But Female, it was a 1984 also, movie, so... Is there a giant penis that I missed? <laughs> there might be. Um, but both movies are set around Christmas. Okay, uh, yeah. Either could have been Christmas. that blew my mind, because I've never seen either The Initiation or Night of the Common Mention and people talking right. about Christmas horror films, and there's a lot of Christmas stuff happening in both films. Okay. That's true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, for me, uh, it's, it's a fun watch, and definitely it's a one that I think... If you love 80s horror, especially 80s horror comedies, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I actually really enjoyed this one. It was, uh, an, I haven't seen it before, uh, so this is a first watch for me. But uh, I, I, I mean, I, it was definitely stupid 80s shit, right? But <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, I, I like the girls in it. I mean, the... Really, the only issue I had was the whole gunfight in the mall with the weird bad guys. Yeah, they are weird, man. Yeah, that, they that needed whole to be wearing giant geek costumes. <laughs> like, what, what are, are they stormtroopers? What is going on here? Why, like, they're why are they even trying to shoot them in the first place? <laughs> Just because you know, when apparently when the end of the world happens, like everyone's like, we gotta, we gotta be evil now and yeah, kill other human people, yeah. human beings, Let's kill some more people. Exactly. But then you know, it turned out that they were zombies, or at least the one guy uh-huh. was. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, uh, I guess that's the motivation. I don't know. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, but I mean, it had a hell of a cast in it. I mean, I've seen yeah, almost for seven hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. I, like I've seen almost all these people before, and uh, right. they're '80s icons. Yeah, so. Mary, Mary Waranov from Eating Raul. Yeah, <laughs> she shows up in everything. I don't mm. know how this movie was made for seven hundred thousand, beat. I think you're having us on. No, that's what well, it says on on its Wikipedia page. And she's also been in a lot of softcore porn movies, so uh... that's a good thing too. <laughs> that's a good yeah. thing too, man. It, uh, I imagine she was hurt. We all money. like our softcore <laughs> pornography. <laughs> uh, and uh, a lot of them in uh, some Rob Zombie movies later on. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. There's that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I legitimately enjoyed this movie. It was it was fun. It was dumb. It's fun, yeah. But it was it was fun to watch. I had a lot more fun with this one than I did with the other one. Yeah, so, it's definitely I'll the give, better of the two. Yeah, I'll give it, I'll I'll give it credit. I didn't hate watching this one. I didn't hate watching the other one either, but I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was that one was borderline. This was this was actually I'd watch this again. Mm. Uh, uh, Brian, what do you think? I love this movie back then. I love it now. I love the cast. Love love the they they use that seven hundred thousand dollars wisely in this movie mm. because it does not look it looks like they it's they spent more on it. Uh Kelly Maroney, I I love her. I loved her in the uh, Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, another eighties movie that takes place in a mall. Yeah. And uh <laughs> Michael Bowen is in this movie and he was in a Nick Cage movie. I believe it was uh, (laughs) Valley Girls. (laughs) Oh, classic. See the original, not the remake, right, Niz? Yeah, remake is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I love the whole... 
Yeah, I love the whole aspect of the comet. Like, I, I like how it turned everybody to dust. And if you weren't turned to mm-hmm. dust, you were like these zombie creatures. And it's a yeah, I just take I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm, and I yeah. thought the whole mall stuff was fun. Mm. And yeah, it's it's a super fun movie. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't checked it out, go seek it out. Mm. Yeah, this one was worth watching for sure. Yeah, uh, Nez, what'd you think? This movie's hella good. We saw it the night it came out mm-hmm. and uh, I saw it at one of the re-watches or whatever at the El Rey Theater. I, I didn't know that was a theater. Uh, I saw some punk bands there and then that's when they were telling me that that was there. So I kind of kept an eye on that place and made it down there and saw it once. But uh, I love this film. Uh, you got... Um, Two awesome uh, '80s icons, uh, the the little cheerleader guy. I remember first seeing her in um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the other chick from uh, Last Starfighter. You got a uh, Calamity Jane, aka um, Mrs. Togar from Rock and Roll High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, she yes. was Calamity Jane in Death Race 2000, and just everybody that was popping up in this. So I mean, but it it was it was good. I mean. For if that was the budget, which was super Hard low, hitters, man. Um, I thought the makeup effects of the uh, when they were zombies and when they were slowly turning into them, I thought that was cool. They're yeah. Pretty solid, yeah. Uh, yeah. So some sometimes it's rare that you get uh, little zombie kids, but I thought his mm-hmm. makeup was awesome with the little screen time that he had. Uh, I just love the whole concept of the whole thing. I mean, this comet mm-hmm. came by and everyone was partying, and then they all mm-hmm. turned to dust. Because every time they say, oh, comments are coming by, go outside and watch it. Now I think of this movie. <laughs> and I don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, I ain't going outside. outside. <laughs> well, people are stupid. <laughs> We've realized that over the last 12 months. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Even more so. <laughs> but I love, love it. I mean, for what it is, man. It's just pure 80s gold. And, I mean, everything's in it. It is cool. My only thing I, I didn't like about this, and I don't like this in any movie that uses uh, real music. They like the the mall scene when they were listening to "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." Okay. If you you're already you're already paying them to use the to, the rights to use the song, just use the real version. Don't get yeah. some karaoke one. Yeah. I was like, uh, that took yeah. me right out. I mean, that's my only. That well. didn't bother me. Yeah. It seemed like they they probably couldn't afford the mm. Cindy Lauper version, so they basically like you can yeah. have the song, but you have to have somebody else sing yeah. it because it probably costs that, more to get that, the Lauper. That <laughs> takes you out of it a little bit because you know it's not the actual song. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can see that. It, it didn't bother me too much. I, I no, kinda... it didn't even really click with me. Yeah, mm. I appreciated what they did there. That was the only thing. The only thing negative I can say about the film. I mean, I loved everything in it. Jeffrey Lewis, he's badass and everything he pops up in. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a a, a true '80s horror comedy classic. Because I know they, when we saw this, they go, "Yeah, it's like a horror comedy sci-fi film." And I was like, "Comedy?" Because when I saw the trailer, you see zombies and all this. I was like, "All right, well, I mean, the things in it make you laugh, but." Uh, it is what it is, man, and I thought it was really mm-hmm. good. I'm glad they never remade it. Now I guess now someone's yeah. going to because I said that. Yeah, you just said it. Um, <laughs> or maybe we'll get a new Blu-ray. And I'm, I'm glad they never gave us a sequel to it. Uh, yeah, it would kind of be inter- interesting to see 
uh, how the world was after because the way the movie ended, it seemed like every all the zombies and everything were gone. So I don't know. Wow. I would like to. I would like to see that or, or some maybe one of the writers that wrote this wrote another story for it. But a, um, I'm totally okay a, with there not being a sequel to this movie. A remake is in the works at Orion Pictures. Jesus goddamn Christ! Of course it is. <laughs> Well, I guess I spoke <laughs> in the name soon. Orion, of course, with a comet makes sense. Uh, but I'll, I'll see, I'll see it. I mean, but we'll all see it. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we'll probably cover it on the show, Brian. Mm. Yep. I, ho- I hope it's good. Uh, uh, all right. So, uh, so Marcy, what do you think on scores on this one? Oh, you didn't. You didn't let me go, man. <laughs> oh, I was man, gonna I'm say. Sorry, I thought I you already went. The shade. <laughs> Dude, th- yeah, no, this this is a movie that I that I used to watch all the time when I was in high school. This was yeah. uh this was yeah, in college. This was one of those kind of stay up late. It's like this uh Day of the Dead, uh certain movies like that, you just kind of stay up late, um kind of load up load up the bong or or, or roll a tight joint, <laughs> get a six-pack of Budweiser and just kind of like chill because you don't have any, you know, you don't have classes until 10 a.m. the next day. It seems like um, one of those movies. <laughs> uh, it was, it, yeah. It really it it hits the spot. I like a lot of the movie. Some of it's super silly. I mean, you know, turning people into dust. Uh, I mean, you thought it was stupid in one in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, Brian. You know, so was it stupid <laughs> here too? <laughs> okay, Wonder Woman. It's stupid when you got like a billion dollar budget. <laughs> yeah, well, they didn't have that here. I, you know what? That that probably impresses me. He- hearing what the budget was for this movie, more more than anything else, because what what they've do- what they've done with this, and you want to talk about a quintessential like mid eighties movie. I love the opening part when you've got all these these guys that are working in a movie theater. Somebody's going to pay $110 just to borrow a 3D film for the night and then bring it back. I mean, damn, those were the good old days, man. Like when v- VHS movies, you you would go in and, and rent them at the uh, shoot. This was even some of this was even like before Blockbuster. We would go in just to just to hang out at the theater. We would go hang out at, at the at the video store and talk movies and stuff like that. This this just brings back a lot of memories and. For me, my favorite scene in the in the movie was was the mall scene mm-hmm. where they were in the department store and those kind of like uh, quasi punk rock or wannabe punk rock guys like like the one who says, uh, what what did he say? Like, uh, I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck when he shot his friend <laughs> like that. He That's said, hey, true. you're in the way. <laughs> that guy was pretty good. It yeah, I didn't love make any sense. Scene. They were the well, talk it, boys. It, it didn't make any sense, and that's what I fucking loved about it. I love the <laughs> surrealism of, of that scene, and with you know the part that you, we've mentioned it a few times that you know the the montage of you know being in the mall trying on the clothes. That's like yeah, right out of any rom com, and you got the music and everything. I I thought it was a really a really good movie. I I like Brian said I I, I enjoyed it back then, and I enjoy it now. And Lance, just to let you know, Wonder Woman 1984's budget was 200 plus million dollars. <laughs> and it all went into that turning the guy into powder, the, or the, the turning the gem into dust, right? 
I guess. All right. They did go into the CGI. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it was no. bad CGI in there. Don't, you know what? The more I think about Wonder Woman 1984, I, I don't know why I was having fun that first hour in. Probably <laughs> because I was expecting like the worst movie ever made. I thought it was going to be like the room of superhero movies the way you guys described it. No. And it wasn't quite yeah. as bad as I thought. You're right. Like it's not it's not awful. It just doesn't compare to superhero movies that are out right now. Nah, fair fair enough. What superhero movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, There's nothing out at the moment. <laughs> Except for one division, but that's for TV. Black Black Widow bead, right? <laughs> well Whenever that'll come out. Years but already. Can, can we Fucking Dog again? But can we just say Kristen Wig in the majority of Wonder Woman 84? Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Unintended. <laughs> I'm like, when she's doing, like, the whole, in when she's in the gym clothes, I'm like, huh. yeah, girl, <laughs> I'd yeah. pounce on that, baby. No, I thought, I, I thought the, uh, the actors were good. The acting was good. It was just the story was mm. awful. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, huh? back to night on the night of the comet. <laughs> night of the comet. Like, like, give my rating. Yes, go ahead, Marcy. Um, yeah, I actually really, really have always um enjoyed the movie from when I first saw it. Um, yeah, again, I think it was like uh, getting it on VHS um during high school, and I saw it after I had first seen Dawn of the Dead. Um, so I definitely picked up on a lot of those similarities then. Um, it's definitely just one of those ones I always holds a place in my heart and being, you know, movies from 1984, even if they are bad, usually I like because that's the year I was secretly born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I probably will give it um, eight on ten. Ooh, and the eight nice. is definitely for the uh, big poofy '80s hair that I love so much. Yes, <laughs> very well, well done. '80s hair. Nice. <laughs> um, what do you think? Me, well, I think overall, I think it's a really fun movie, and that's what it strives to be—nothing more, nothing less. And and it definitely delivers on that. And it's a good movie to kind of like. Sorry, the dog's just walking around. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a good kind of movie. Like if you're organizing like. Uh, a movie night with a bunch of friends and you want to watch fun eight horror movies and that this is the definitely one of the perfect ones to play yeah. on the night because it's one that everyone will enjoy because it delivers on a lot of fronts um so overall i think if i had to give it a rating i'd give it a solid uh seven out of ten and yeah i mean it's not perfect but it is still a lot of fun all right well that makes sense uh i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten also I, I think it was a whole lot of fun. I mean, it was stupid, but <laughs> I, it's 1984. What are you going to do? Okay. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, Brian? I loved everything about this movie. It's an easy 9 on 10. Damn. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Get it. Uh, Nez, I know it got the hella good stamp. What's the, what's the number score? This is a 10 all the way. <laughs> 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 uh lance I, I i'll go eight and a half i uh i i think that this was if 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 we were doing 1984 <laughs> compared to you know the other films from that year that i've seen and that we've covered here i it, it would have been in my top 10 that year so um and knowing that it came in on that budget just you, you've blown my mind on that one bead yep yeah there you go 
All right. So consensus is go see Night of the Comet for sure. Yeah, definitely. And just forget about the other one, except for the giant penis and bush. (laughs) Well, you know, just for the penis costume alone. (laughs) worth the the price of admission right yeah all right well marcy and and bead thanks for joining us um you talked a little bit at the beginning again where where is everything to be found on the interwebs and whatnot uh well you can always find our base of operations which is supermarcy.com um you can check us out on facebook at facebook.com slash the super network or you can uh, look up the Super Network Group on Facebook, and we have our monthly polls there. And uh, for February, which the poll will go up February 1st, um, it'll be people will be voting on what musical we do a commentary on. And I'm just Brian? saying... Brian? <laughs> I think I already voted. Cats? I'm just saying Cats is going to be on it, and I really don't want oh, people geez. to vote for it. Oh, the new Cats? Yeah, that is definitely it. a that is definitely no, a horror movie in every sense of the word. I don't want to watch it, so don't vote for it. <laughs> I um, it's you think yeah. it's gonna be fun because it's so bad. It's not. It's no. just bad. Yeah, uh-uh. I really don't want to watch no. Cats. I can't remember what else we have on there. I think we have Grease too, which will be on the poll. Oh, um, so oh, what else? Yeah, but then uh, uh. I know we do. We just recently on our Patreon, our first ever. Fan voted uh, one for Tubi Tuesday. Yes, and, like the winner of the this one is Kindergarten Ninja. <laughs> oh my god! Which is one of the most shocking movies I've ever seen. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, shocking in the way that, like, what the fuck? Not a not a good shocking or a good shocking. Oh, it's hilarious. Okay. It's gonna be a riot when we are. Uh, get to doing that one in a couple of weeks but uh yeah once a month on our patreon which is patreon slash the super network we will be um getting our patreons to vote on a 2b tuesdays every few weeks yeah so we'll be having that and of course you can follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash supermarcy and uh as we mentioned earlier you can find us on apple Podcasts. Spotify. We also show up on Stitcher and Castbox, and hopefully uh, Google Podcasts very soon. So, Marcy, Marcy, plug your artwork. Oh, you got to plug oh, your yes. artwork. Um, I do artwork, and uh, my recent artwork is very uh, <clears throat> Pornhub-ish. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Everything comes back to <laughs> this. Right. Look, I, I just, you know, sex sells, okay? Um, <laughs> but you can find um, my base of operations on um, Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, DeviantArt, um, Redbubble, um, wherever the fuck else my art is. Um, generally, you can just look up the art of MP, which is my initials, and you can see all my cool art, and if I recently um, put myself on DeviantArt where you can actually buy some stuff. Same on Redbubble. If you look up Super Marcy, I've got some designs and we've got a 2B Tuesdays and the King Zone podcast design on there. And I'm always available to design logos and banners and everything else. Um, And if you want to see all the nudie things that I, (laughs) all the naughty artwork I've done, they're all (laughs) on my DeviantArt, which is uh, the art of MP. I highly recommend it because, 
sex sells. <laughs> and it's all it's all Super Marcy uh, with an E. SuperMarcy.com is the main website. As in S-U-P-E-R, Super, then Marcy, M-A-R-C-E-Y. Um, so generally things you can find under Super Marcy and for the artwork, The Art of MP. And yeah, that's all. That's all about me. I'll Very keep talking cool. about myself if you want, but uh, <laughs> yeah. well, we'll we'll talk more when we come on to the King uh, Stephen King yes. show in a few weeks, exactly. which I'm very um, excited for. Bede, you uh, promote yourself. Okay. Bede doesn't do artwork, sadly. Unfortunately, not. Although, if you want to see the no? artwork I did of Bede, it's on his Twitter account. <laughs> I, I use it as a meme every time again. It's just a picture. Sorry, <laughs> a picture of Marcy drew of me when I was on Millionaire Hot Seat, and it just has the caption "Bede is not impressed." <laughs> Which I was not at the time. <laughs> but uh, for me personally, uh, if people want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at twitter.com slash bjamine. And you can find me just talking about random stuff, but mostly movies and all that. And uh, people can also find my work at my official uh, writer's page on Facebook at facebook.com slash terribleozzy. And of course, you can find uh, all of my reviews and columns and all that at supermasty.com, including my. Uh, column uh, Bad Movie Tweetathon, which is a- always fun to do. And I believe this one is the work for the ba- Bad Films of 2020 edition. Okay. And uh, the film uh, Veronica by Glenn. Oh, no. <laughs> it won. <laughs> it won. So, yes, I will be live tweeting in that movie. And yes, I'll be talking a lot about why there are eyes on nipples in that movie. <laughs> Deep question, man. Yeah, cool stuff uh, coming up very soon, but I can't divulge what those are yet. But I probably will in a few weeks. So, fingers crossed they go well. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, that's pretty much uh, it for me. All will be revealed, right? Yeah, I might explain it on uh, when you guys come on our next edition, on our future edition of uh, the King Zone. Okay. Well, um, as always, we definitely want to thank you guys for all listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback, um, whatever your ideas are. I mean, the Action Returns literally came because somebody uh, emailed us that they wanted an action show. So there you go. We do listen. Um, and, and you, can you ever us- need some guests for the Action Returns. Exactly. Brian, that's not my forte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely in mine. Yeah. And, we should have uh, we, we had you on the Time Cop one. <laughs> yes, because that was, uh, for some reason, that won the fucking fan vote poll. Yeah. And uh, I'm always available for any wrestling-related podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Naz? <laughs> um, all right. Well, you guys can reach reach us through our Facebook group page or email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Um, please rate us and review us on uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to check out the original and remake of The Fly. Is that is that right, Brian? Have I got the right week? I believe so. All right. And uh, we're going to be joined by special guest, uh, first-time guest, I think, Bo Ransdale uh, from Legion Podcast. Um, so, <laughs> Naz, until the horror returns again. The greatest horror movie that came out in 1984 was Friday the 13th, the final chapter. So with that, good night.
Yeah. 